This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Here is the apology that Will Smith posted on his social media accounts yesterday. Violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior last night at the Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line, and I was wrong. I'm embarrassed, and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There's no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. I'd like to apologize to the Academy, producers of the show, all the attendees, and everyone watching around the world. I would like to apologize to the Williams family and to my King Richard family. I deeply regret my behavior as stained what was otherwise a gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress. Will. Uh, Richard uh, Williams has condemned what Will Smith did. Yeah. He plays Serena and Venus's dad. He just won the Oscar for it after Uh slapping Chris Rock. That, that that does suck for him. I mean, this could have been an amazing moment for all of them. He won the best actor. What, what I mean, else for, is I there? I mean, for Richard himself. I mean, because like yeah. no, like you know, because the text would have usually been, "Hey, that's great. Your family got the nod at the Oscars." But now it's like, "Can you believe Will did that?" Like that's what he has to talk about. Yeah, now. it's like it's slap is number one. He won the Oscar is number two. Mm-hmm. Right? That would have been an amazing moment for him, and it, he, he basically kicked his own legs out from under him. Swept his own legs for a movie reference. (laughs) Right. Uh, Apparently, this is the only correspondence Will has had with Chris Rock. Uh, There was some talk that the two of them had spoken backstage at the Oscars, but sources say that is not the case. And Chris has not met up or spoken with Will since. So... I, I mean, I haven't heard anything from Chris Rock. It'll be interesting to see what his response is when he's ready to talk about this. I do know that tickets for his comedy tour have skyrocketed on the uh, pre-sale market. Really? The value of Chris Rock tickets has gone through the roof. Hmm. So if you have tickets for his show in Toronto, June the 19th at Scotiabank Arena... <laughs> <laughs> you're so, in for a treat or okay. you can sell them online so this is helping chris rock's career it's helping oh, here we the, go no 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 I, i'm not i'm not saying that i'm saying it's helping the oscars for sure for next year what will it do to will's career will the net will this make his next box office uh ticket result higher because it is i mean you put something out there in the ether his name's out there he did just win an oscar you know what is this going to do for his next big movie is it a positive for Will as well? No such thing as bad press. I, I saw somebody tweet yesterday, uh, Chris Rock's next special should be called Will Smith Slap Me at the Oscars, <laughs> and everyone will tune in. Oh, yeah. Don't say anything publicly Save until it. you can sell tickets for it, yeah. right? Not a bad idea. Yeah, Chris Rock in Toronto, June the 19th. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I'm a little distracted here because I've... Uh, discovered this game it's amazing how quick the internet works when something happens like the uh, the oscars on sunday will smith slapping chris rock Mm -hmm. just the memes that were boom 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 in your your feed yesterday it was amazing (laughs) and then i find this somebody made a video game already 
Slap Chris Rock is the name of it. Oh, look at this. It's pretty basic. So you, <laughs> okay, yeah, it's it's no Skyrim. You go to this web website, slapchris.com, and there's Chris Rock's face on one side of the screen. There's a hand on the other. You put your cursor over the hand, and then you see how fast you can slap Chris Rock. Oh, yeah, the, I've, I've played games like this before. So I, that was a 16-kilometer-per-hour slap. Ooh. 20 kilometers per hour. Let's see if I... 24 kilometers per hour. Apparently, there's a surprise if you get it over 30 kilometers per hour. Let's see how I... <laughs> 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 I got the jiggy with it. Uh, what a reward. <laughs> People have time on their hands. <laughs> That's something else. Uh, gotta love it. Yeah. Uh, people uh, also are going back in the archives. They're finding anything that could have led to this moment. And apparently back when Chris Rock hosted the Oscars, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith were boycotting that year. Mm -hmm. And Rock made a joke about Jada Smith boycotting the Oscars is redundant because she has no reason to be there anyways. Yeah, he said that's like me boycotting Rihanna's panties or something like that. Like, I'm not allowed in You're there. not invited. I wasn't invited, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have a feeling that could have led to the moment we saw on Sunday. It's been brewing for a while. The other thing that uh, people were, were getting all worked up about was... Uh, Jada's alopecia. Apparently, she has issues with uh, with her hair, and that's why she shaved her head down. Uh, Chris Rock has said that he knew nothing about her alopecia when he made the joke. Mm -hmm. He he didn't know that she was suffering from any sort of disease. She thought he thought it was a fashion choice. She's been rocking the short hair for as long as I've been aware of who she is for twenty years. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to playing the game here. Slapchris.com if you want to kill some time at work today. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Yes, one of the Red Hot Chili Peppers has a daughter taking part in Hollywood Week on American Idol. Have a listen to this clip from last night's show. Up next is Ava Maybe, who's new to the Idol stage, but no stranger to life in Hollywood. My dad's always been a role model for me. He's Chad Smith, the drummer for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So I definitely come from a musical family. I like to keep my music separate from my dad because it's really important for me to make it on my own. So I'm here doing it by myself, and I'm just so excited to be here. Ava Maybe. Hmm. Not sure why there's no Smith at the end of that, but Chad Smith's daughter. Trying to distance herself from him, right? That's right. If you're I, Chad Smith, can, can he just give you a record contract? Like, can't, doesn't he have a hookup? She wants to do it on her own, but she will mention on TV <laughs> that she's Chad Smith's daughter. Hey, use what you got. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm jealous. Uh, here she is. You want to hear what she sounds like Of singing? course, yeah. Okay. Not a great rendition of the song? 
My opinion? But you can tell she's got a voice on her, huh? But, uh, yeah, but just do less. You know who, uh, who's doing great? There's a girl from Toronto on American Idol. Wouldn't that be a coup? A Canadian wins American Idol? Is that legal? I don't know. I don't know how she's flown uh, under the radar so far. But her name is Nicolina Bazo. She's a Torontonian, and she absolutely killed it. She has, like, an incredible voice, man. When I wake up, I see you with me. And you say, as long as I'm here, no one can hurt yeah. you. So Hollywood Week... I'm right into American Idol, as I've told you this this season, Jim. I know. I don't know what it is, but it, it's, it sucked me back in. <laughs> Hollywood Week is where they have to perform in front of all the other contestants, so you're kind of summing up the competition. And they cut back to the audience with Nicolina singing on stage, and the other contestants were like aghast. Their jaws yes. had dropped. They were like, <laughs> uh-oh. Texting their agents. Get me out of here. <laughs> Texting their lawyers. She's Canadian. Yeah. Get her out of here. There's a loophole. We can get rid of her. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Would you take this deal? For the rest of your life, you're going to have ulcers. You may experience bloating, cramping, diarrhea, and reflux on a regular basis. But you will get $8 million. <laughs> I've never had an ulcer, but uh, sounds worth it. <laughs> eight mil. A jury in Las Vegas has awarded $8 million U.S. to a middle school special education teacher who was permanently injured after drinking cleaning solvents instead of uh, draft beer ah. at a casino bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, this bar, Barley's Casino and Brewing Company in Henderson, served up a what he thought was a wheat beer turns out the lines were being cleaned with with uh, corrosive cleaning solution. And the wheat beers are like a lighter yellow slash white, so it could have been half cleaning, half draft, n- normal draft. He took a big swig and quickly realized that what he was drinking was not entirely beer. Fire department came on the scene, he was barfing and he wasn't doing well. The, uh, the casino tried to settle, offering him $300,000 in damages before the trial. Which his lawyers latched onto said, "Well, they why would they settle if they didn't do anything wrong?" And yeah. they just they went for it, stuck it out, and he got eight million dollars. But he he's still experiencing some discomfort and has lost enjoyment of life. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, but if I was ever going to sue a company, a casino would be on the top of the list. You know what I mean? Yeah. As far as money to throw around, if never gonna, take the casino's first drink, offer. If you're going to drink cleaning solution anywhere, you want it to be at a casino. <laughs> yeah, you don't want it at the mom and pop cafe down the street. You know, you might get 300 grand out of them. You're but just going to file for bankruptcy. Yeah. When, when a multi-million dollar casino corporation offers you a f- measly few hundred grand, do not give in. A guy, uh, this happened to a guy at a cracker 
Cracker Barrel restaurant in Tennessee a couple of years back. I think we talked about this. Mm-hmm. A guy got $9.4 million U.S. after he was served a water glass filled with cleaning solution. Yeah, I don't know why they... I remember this story. I don't know if they had it out just to clean brushes or something like that. Like, what was the... Yeah, uh, I don't know, the Mr. Clean formula doing out there in a same glass you serve water in. That's just a ridiculous situation to put yourself in. But yeah, he got a ton of money for that one. $9.4 million. Yeah. I've never had an ulcer either. I'm sure it's not fun. But that's a lot of money. Pay million. Oscars on the weekend. It's too bad the the slap happened, the Will Smith slap, because it's distracted from the true, true controversy. What's that? At the Oscars. The in memoriam segment, you know where they, they put up the pictures of all the uh, people, members of the Academy and and people who have appeared on the silver screen, they put them up if they've died in the past year. Yeah, yeah. They didn't include Bob Saget, Norm MacDonald, hmm. or Ed Asner. Hmm. Dirty Who's work. Who's Ed Asner again? Sorry, just I need to refresh my memory. Ed Asner was the old man in the movie Up. Oh. He was on the Mary Tyler Moore show. He was Santa Claus in the film Elf. Okay, okay. Now I Norm I think Norm should Ed Asner then and Norm should have been on the Norm screen. has been a movie star. He's been a leading man in the movie Dirty Work was yeah. directed by his friend Bob Saget. Yeah. And neither of them were included. Like is it because it's it's kind of a lowbrow comedy that they didn't include these guys? Like how can they get overlooked when it comes to actors, directors, uh celebrities? They have got to be near the top of the list of those who have died over the past year. Yeah, yeah. Bob Seg, I guess, you know, just to play devil's advocate, though, uh-huh. how many credits does a person, because he was, he was in the Dave Chappelle uh, Half-Baked in a classic scene, but he was only on it for a minute. Yeah, classic, cameo, though. Cameo, cameo and Half-Baked. Dumb and Dumberer in another classic scene. I think he was only in there for two minutes as well, maybe more, I don't remember. Um, so you're, but, th- you're thinking he's more suited to be on the Emmys in memoriam with... All his work on Full House. Yeah, not to take anything away from from Bob Saget, but when I think of Bob Saget, I don't think movie star. Now, I know he did direct Dirty Work, but I think that may have been one of the only things he directed. He was in Entourage, the movie, playing himself. Playing himself. Playing himself. TV's Bob Saget, you know? So you're you're agreeing with him not putting Bob Saget in I mean, who would have been upset if he was on the M Memoriam? You know what I mean? Like, why not throw him in there? But there must be a limit. Ed Asner, though, that's weird. And it would be so easy, especially, you know, when the, the you know, Ed Asner, who was like in his 80s, he's been around forever. I guess Bob was 62, so he's been around for a long time. But Ed Asner just seems like a legendary. Now that I see his face, I know who he is. Yeah. Seems like, like they, sh- they should have had that one ready to go for the past decade. But I mean, Norm MacDonald. One of the funniest guys in film in the last 25 years. Maybe he wasn't in that many starring roles, but he showed up in so many movies. He was in Larry Flint versus The People. He was in uh, Man on the Moon. He wasn't just in comedies. And those are Oscar-caliber yeah. films. Both of those got nominated for Academy Awards. Yeah. And they leave Norm out of the in-memoriam. Hmm. Not cool. Put him and, and Bob on the same slide so it doesn't take any extra time. <laughs> a twofer? They would enjoy it. They'd be down. I think they'd approve. Yeah, take a picture from the set of Dirty Work, and yes. I've seen them. Now you're, Bob now directing you're Norm mm-hmm. and, and put both their names up there. Wouldn't have been a big issue, and I'm sure there'd be more people upset about this 
if it wasn't for old Slappy McGee. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Forget Alice in Chains. How about Murphy in <laughs> Chains? Jim, your your puppy dog. You can't contain her. I know, I know. She's uh, a year old now, or about to turn a year old. So she's uh, she's going through her first heat cycle before we can um, get her neutered. That's what you do, so they get all their hormones before you spade. Isn't isn't a female get spayed? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, you better double check. <laughs> I thought it was. I guess it's spayed and neutered. I didn't know it was a gender yeah. specific. Don't thing. you watch the prices, right? Yeah, but I thought it was there. I thought it was like a they redundant. Get both? Yeah, they get both at the same time. First, you get spayed, and then you get neutered. Yeah, I thought they put you put the, you out. The female gets spayed, and the male gets neutered. Is my understanding? Oh. I thought it was like rest and relaxation. You know, they're both kind yeah. of the same. Chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> like, why just get neutered when yeah. you can get spayed? Just to be sure. <laughs> Anyways, she's she's going to get fixed. Yeah, and you know, she, there's different stages. My girlfriend's doing a lot of the research, and she's a lady. Obviously, she gets it, you know? Obviously, your girlfriend's, your fiancé is doing the research. So, I guess, you know, I don't want to say too much, but, like, you know, there's like a first cycle that's like, you know, the first seven to ten days is when they start going through when you start like they start spotting or whatever so after that's over is actually when they actually are pursuing a mate more the other one is just the precursor after that spotting session is over now it's on the hunt for the mate they're technically ovulating so murphy is going bonkers horny. in the house <laughs> yeah. horny is all get out <laughs> so like a dog will be walking by and she'll be looking out the window and like I, can't, I haven't been able to take her for a proper walk for like ten days because she, I look like a crazy dog owner. If there's another dog, half a kilometer she'll away, she'll take anything. Oh my god, she'll, she'll go, take she'll, anything. She'll be on her hind legs, and I gotta uh-huh. pull her down. She's so, gotta have it. And we can't even just. <laughs> My daughter, you're talking about, but then she, uh, my just, daughter. Yeah, just yeah. to be clear, if anyone's tuning in, I'm not talking about Jim's actual daughter. No, he doesn't no. have a daughter. This is a dog. But I feel that connection to it to a certain extent. And we're trying to like get her exercise and stuff, but she's like trying to get out under the fence. So we've actually taken this dog leash that is essentially like uh, a clothesline material and uh, put her on a chain. Like she was, so the choke chains around her neck. We attach one end to the chain, the other end to the fence post. So we've been putting her out there. And and the other day, she was going so crazy. I, I attached her to the leash. And then as soon as I let go of the leash, she took off running as fast as she could to the backyard. The leash snaps. She broke through the clothesline leash, keeps running. There's 20 feet of leash dangling behind her. And I'm uh-huh. like, oh. So I run after, grab the leash. Uh, you just can't let her. You can't take her eyes off her. Now that's horny. If you're, <laughs> if you're breaking chains. I know because you're so worked up. That I've, is that is horny. I've been there. I've been in. I've been. I've been seventeen too. Yeah. <laughs> you get one message on MSN at one in the morning. You're on your bike. You're breaking you're, chains. You're biking five k. Well, stay on it there, Jim. You're almost through the uh, through this phase, and then you can go get her spayed and neutered. Exactly. I wanna see you peacock. Taking a look at sports with Devin Peacock, our sports guy here on the Taz and Jim program. 
Dev, some sad news in the world of hockey. The owner of the Ottawa Senators has passed away. Somewhat surprising when I woke up this morning to see the news that Eugene Melnick had died from an illness. He was 62. The team announced his death in a statement, said that he uh, faced an illness with determination and courage. They did not explain what the illness was, but uh, about seven years ago, he did have a liver transplant. I don't know if that played a factor in this at all, but still, it's it's very sad news. Eugene Melnick had a somewhat um, uh, rocky tenure as owner of the Ottawa Senators, but make no doubt, uh, the Ottawa Senators are in Ottawa because of him. He kept that team in Ottawa, and that will be his lasting legacy. I liked Eugene Melnick. Yeah. You know what story I loved with the with his gambling? <laughs> Remember, he, he owed a casino some money and they sued him, but his argument was he was playing roulette and double zeros is an even number. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he walked away with, a, I think he took his chips back or something like that. And they're like, you owe us $100,000. He's like, no, no, double zeros, it should count as even. I put my foot down. <laughs> <laughs> you got to respect the hustle and a man of principle. Yeah, yeah. He, he found a loophole. <laughs> it's hard to argue with logically. Oh, man. How did Eugene Melnick make all his money? Uh, he uh, was a businessman in the 80s. He was in the medical industry. He's, he had a company, sold the company, had something to do with the medical industry, and then he started another company uh, that was like a pharmaceutical company that he, uh, at one point, it was worth in the 90s, $90 million, and he made it worth over a billion. So he knew, knew, knew about business, but what they did was they would take drugs that the patents had expired on, uh-huh. and then he would they would recreate those drugs and then change them slightly. I think the one thing they would do to some of the the these old drugs is do like a time release system somehow. So they create the pill so that instead of taking multiple pills throughout the day, you would just take the one in the morning and there'd be like a slow release. So they the the drugs already existed. They buy they they'd figure out what the recipe was, recreate it. <laughs> the recipe. <laughs> and then modify it slightly so they could repatent it. So he'd make drug recipes better. Yeah. That, but he did make them he... better with the time release form. So it wasn't a scam or anything. He did no, he did hey, make them better. Just did. funny how rich people make money, eh? Yeah. By doing stuff. <laughs> but also when you have money, you can like, oh, I could I could start a pharmaceutical company. Uh you don't think you and I could get a startup off the ground? Oh, I'm sure we could start up a GoFundMe and see what happens. Buy an RV, go out to the desert, start making our own medicine. Sure. Wink, wink. (laughs) Rest in peace, Eugene Melnick. That's uh, 62 is far too young. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hey, Jim, this is interesting. Tim Hortons is stepping into the future with their drive through lanes. How is this going to work? This is going to work where you don't have to actually interact with a human being face-to-face, just like how everything's going these days. You will still talk to somebody when you pull up to the the drive through speaker box, but when you get to the window where you would usually pay and then you know say hi to somebody, it'll come out on a conveyor belt. Like your, whole, like your sandwiches and everything? Yeah, your whole order will come out on a conveyor belt and you just reach out and grab it. Like I'm guessing there was also a tap you know because you still have to pay for it so i'm assuming you still have to tap and i don't know what this means for cash payments because that's the one part of the article i don't really quite understand so it's a automated receiving box with electric doors <laughs> so maybe it's, it's like, like the a jetsons man <laughs> pretty much but uh it's only in one spot right now so you won't see it at your local tim hortons it's in uh to come see ontario which is just outside of windsor but they're going to expand it if it works well 
outside of uh, Tecumseh to the rest of Ontario. They're testing it right now. The conveyor belt. Yeah. Uh, that's fun. I, I love a good... When I was a kid, I loved a good conveyor belt. Didn't you think conveyor belts were really neat when you were a kid? They, I did, I did. They used to have a conveyor belt at the grocery store. Back in at my the till? day. Don't they still have those? No, they had like a, you'd have a big basket, like a big uh, plastic tub that your groceries would go in. And then they'd put it on this conveyor belt and it would go like underneath the store and it would come out in the parking lot and you'd pull your car up what? to pick up your... Your groceries. Why yeah. did they ever end that? That's a lot of moving parts. I understand why they probably would have. But At the, that's uh, the a old A and P near my house <laughs> when I was a kid, they had that conveyor belt system. Man. And as a kid, I always wanted to jump into one of the red plastic uh, bins to go on like an Indiana Jones style ride oh, down yeah. the conveyor belt and see if I'd come up in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be covered in bruises and grease. <laughs> yeah. I never had the courage to do it. It's one of the biggest regrets of my life. You're probably like, I get stuck in a dumbwaiter as well at his buddy's place. I'm glad conveyor belts are making a comeback here. <laughs> but see, it is one more step towards automation, too. I mean, all the grocery stores are like self-checkout and yeah. beyond. So it's kind of interesting to see you know, where these big chains are going. It's maybe like not just Tim Hortons. If it works there, I don't see why other because they own multiple uh, restaurants, so it could expand beyond there too. If you're looking for a new career, a conveyor belt repairman. True. Maybe the way to go instead of drive-through window employee. <laughs> Time for sports. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, is here. And the Toronto Raptors, they are in a good position, Dev. They may be avoiding the play-in tournament if things keep going their way. The Toronto Raptors are in a very good position. They beat the Boston Celtics last night in overtime, 115-112. Kind of surprising they needed overtime considering Boston did not play basically their three best players. But still, a win is a win. Pascal Siakam had 40 points. He's been playing absolutely fantastic this season. And the win has put the Raptors into the sixth spot in the Eastern Conference, which is important because, as you say, they are... Are a game ahead of the Cavaliers now and the play-in tournament. If the season were to end today, Cleveland and Brooklyn would play in the 7-8 game as part of the play-in tournament. And Brooklyn is a team no one wants to face right now. They've got uh, Kyrie Irving back. He can play home games again. They've got Kevin Durant. Uh, they are looking really strong, kind of scary. And I think the Boston Celtics, who have been playing really well as of late, they are a game out of first in the Eastern Conference. I think... They were happy to lose last night's game because essentially you do not want to be playing Brooklyn in the first round of the playoffs. They are a very dangerous eight seed if that's what they go in as. So I could see the Celtics trying to lose last night's game. You think they threw the game? I think they purposely gave their best players the night off <laughs> yeah. in a game against a team that is playing very well in the Raptors right now. And I wouldn't want to play the Brooklyn Nets right now. Uh, so I, I kind of I, I get the strategy if that's what's at play here. And I'm not the only one who thinks that. How is it okay to throw a game sometimes but not other times? 
But if you put a million dollars on your team to lose, suddenly it's <laughs> bad. <laughs> suddenly it's a bad thing. <laughs> Tanking a season definitely bad for the fans. It's just boring. But one game here and there to, to position yourself—that's just good well, strategy. I mean, uh, yeah, here's the thing. Like the Raptors did this when they played in Tampa. Kyle Lowry was, uh, this was last season. Kyle Lowry was pretty healthy near the end of the season, but they decided to rest him so they could get a better draft pick. That ended up being Scotty Barnes. Teams do this all the time. They do it in the NFL. Players, uh, they do it in the NBA. They do it in the uh, NHL. They do it in Major League Baseball. They do it all over the place. They sit some of their best players strategically in an effort to get a better matchup. I think uh, to a certain degree, it creates bad karma to whatever degree you might uh, believe in that. And it always doesn't work out that way because let's say, for example, Brooklyn plays Cleveland in the play-in game and then they win. Now they're the seventh seed. So Boston can't perfectly game theory this out. If I were them, I would just try to win. And even then, they almost won last night. Their scrubs were playing really hard. So they tried to lose in a way, but the other the, the rosters didn't really get the message because they played really hard and played really well. Ka-ka! This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.